Hi, I'm Izzy, host of the STEM Untapped podcast. This week, we are interviewing Kerry Hill, an animal trainer for a wetland conservation charity. Kerry, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your job? Of course I can, yeah, I'd be happy to. So I have been working as an animal trainer at Slimbridge for the last three years, and I think four months, I think I went to us, so almost three and a half years. We train really unusual species at Slimbridge. So normally, if you visit um, a zoo or maybe like a falconry centre or an animal collection that does bird displays where the birds fly around you or come out and do some public interaction, they tend to use birds like owls and falcons, really cool birds with big, scary, talony feet that can do some serious damage. So people have to wear gloves. And we fly ridiculous things by comparison. So super cute ducks we've flown. We've got a little egret with like these gorgeous plumes on the top of her head. They're a lot harder to take seriously. But I think we're one of the only places in the UK that I'm aware of that is flying birds like that. So flying wetland birds, some really cool species. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm studying BTEC Sport, Art and History and French. I think we'd like to interview you because I think the fact that you're an animal trainer is really interesting to us and it's quite a variable when it comes to the STEM subjects because you often think of like quite common stuff like doctors or like mathematicians. You don't often go to stuff like that and I think that's really interesting. Um, hi, I'm Eliza. I'm studying BTEC Sport, Drama and History. And I'm interested in what Carrie does for a job because doing an animal trainer is quite interesting with the relationships with the animals and yes. other like, experiences in that like area and industry of it. So what does your like week typically look like? What sort of stuff do you normally do? And is there anything that doesn't normally fit your schedule? Every day we do lots of cleaning of them, feeding them, preparing their diets, kind of just observing them. So sometimes it looks like we're not doing loads of work because we're just sat with our animals or stood really near them and watching them, but just making sure that they're kind of behaving normally, they look themselves. So that takes up a lot of the main part of our day. And then over the course of a week, we probably have training programs for each of our birds that we're working with. Um, and we probably have goals that we try and achieve in the space of the week. So. If we're looking to train one of our birds to do something like accept an injection. So we train some of our birds to come and stand on your arm and get used to a fake injection being prodded where they'll have the real one. We might say, OK, by the end of the week, we want the bird to be tolerating the pretend needle, pressing them quite hard where the needle's going to go. So we like to evaluate our training goals around once a week. And it's because our job can be so like unpredictable because you're working with animals and like working with kids and like working with some other people. They're their own little personalities, you know? Sometimes because they can be unpredictable, it throws your whole day or your whole week out of whack. And that's fine. As long as you're adaptable and we've got a team that is pretty adaptable and can respond to what the animals are doing. It's okay. We try and make everything fit. And if not, that's okay. We've got the next week, we kind of all band together as a team and we can catch up on anything we've missed.
is there anything that you wish you would like change about your job or do you like how it is I like lots of things about my job I would always like more ducks (laughs) because they're one of the best parts about what we do and the birds that we fly we've been talking in our little training team recently about how an indoor flying arena would be really cool so at the moment we fly the birds open air and it's lovely in the summer right everyone can like sit out in the big theater and see them up in the sky and that's great but over the winter sometimes the weather's not very good and sometimes there's like a higher prevalence of disease as well that can affect the birds that we fly so it would be safer and easier to fly them indoors so that's something we've been talking about a lot recently that would be great if we could add that you said you're not a big team do you find yourself like taken seriously as a woman working in like the animal industry or do people often think oh like you know it's quite common for women to work with animals do you get criticism like that I think most people or some people let's be fair and say some people have that view that because it's an animal care role a bit like other care roles in like social science so things like nursing lots of people have this preconceived image of it being a woman's job because sometimes people think of women as kind of more stereotypically caring Mm. and our vet team at the moment for example is two women and a woman managed by a man as well but we used to have a three female team of vets actually at one point we had all women So I think it depends what role you're doing as well. So in animal care, generally, and kind of in animal science and animal welfare science, I think if you have a more typically sciencey role, it probably helps you to be taken a bit more seriously. And animal training is like even animal behavior compared to other science is kind of like a baby science. It's still in some ways really in its infancy. So being taken seriously with it, I think there's still not lots of understanding of it, of what it entails and what the people that practically work with it do. So I think the more kind of like established the science becomes, I think that will help. Do you think Um, that's why people have that attitude about the conservation side of things and it being fluffy? Do you think that might be because you're women? I think it could have something to do with it. So I actually, before I came to do this chat with you today, I asked some of my colleagues if they had ever felt like their gender had made them feel maybe unequal at work. And they had some really interesting comments. They said that they were happy for me to share. So one of my colleagues said that most of the time, men often assume that we can't lift things because we're girls. So our job can actually be quite practical. Um, You're outside all year round. You have to do things like shift big loads of wood chip on tractors and trailers. Sometimes you have to carry like really heavy posts and pallets to go and make some enclosure furniture for your animals. And we're all quite capable of doing that. If something's a bit heavy, we just work more as a team and we're careful to use the right equipment to help us where we can. So I thought that was an interesting one. So that's her experience. And then our male colleague, actually, he said, I realise I'm not in a position to really share experiences, but... I have noticed that if I'm with any of you and a member of the public, usually a man, asks us a question, they usually address me rather than you, which I assume is a gender thing because I'm certainly not more approachable, is what he said. Do you have any like rough days at work? Yes, but I want to say that every job, probably there's rough days. I mean, 
in the winter sometimes working outside isn't great in the cold and the wet and it's dark when you leave the house and it's dark when you come home and that can be a bit miserable and that can make a day that was kind of rough a little bit rougher. What subjects did you take at school to like get into this job? This is really interesting because I actually took all the wrong ones the first time round. I was horrible at maths at school and I think I would have really liked science if I'd had the confidence to say to my teacher that I was struggling to understand because I think understanding something really helps you be interested in it. If you don't understand it you're kind of just like well what's the point I don't understand anyway. I wish now that I'd had the confidence to be like, oh, can I have a bit of help? Because science is really interesting and you can apply it in loads of really interesting ways. But I didn't know that at the time. So I focused on humanities. I did lots of English literature, English language, critical thinking. I did a critical thinking A-level. And then my younger brother went to an animal college. So a land-based college that does like what you're doing. It mostly did like level threes and BTECs and sitting guilds qualifications and stuff. Um, And it looked really good fun. And I went and did that. So I went and did my level three extended diploma in animal management at this college. Um, And that was the first relevant subject, really, that I'd done at school that had anything to do with animals. Do you ever, like, disagree with some of the, like, the ways that zoos go about this? Because I think one of the main topics in, like, English that we used to do about, like, persuasive writing was... um, like talking about like should zoos be allowed and stuff mm. like it's quite like a um contrasting topic some people is. feel ways so how do you feel about zoos do you know something really interesting is that every single zookeeper I've ever worked with feels the same and that's that all of us wish that zoos didn't have to exist if you put your whole your whole life is learning about how to look after wild animals You want those animals in the wild. The unfortunate reality is at the moment, we just don't have anywhere to put them back to. So what zoos are all about for the zookeepers is keeping hold of those animals somewhere safe for now, making sure that we keep them really healthy, keep them as genetically diverse as possible, make sure they're displaying lots of natural behaviours, they're free from disease. You know, we're working on tackling diseases that lots of populations of animals in the wild are sadly dying from. So you've got scientists in zoos working on things like that so that eventually, hopefully, when we've got environments that are okay to put them back into, all of those zoo animals in an ideal world, they would be ready to go. So lots of us actually really struggle with the concept of animals having to be displaced from the wild and having to be in a zoo for now. But it's kind of, I think a lot of people feel like it's a necessary evil. Kerry, is there any advice that you'd give to anyone listening who is interested in doing what you're doing? Try and get some practical experience with animals because to even get your foot in the door, that's what lots of employers look for. And that tends to be what counts. It's nice to have the animal related subjects and to do the things like the level three and the BTEC and maybe go on to university and do animal science. That's great. But often zoos need somebody that can come in and is already a little bit savvy about what they're asking you to do. So if you already know 
what size to chop the fruit for a turaco. That's really handy. It saves them having to train you something. So if you can volunteer and if you can intern somewhere, that's really, really valuable. And it, it helps you as well because it gives you a sense of whether or not the job will be for you. So actually going out and trying it and doing it for a little while, you'll pretty quickly realize whether or not you can stand to wash up 100 food bowls in a day or if you don't want to sweep up rhino straw and rhino poo for two hours in the morning like you know straight away whether or not it's for you so yeah, yeah. i think that's really valuable the practical experience thank you for joining another stem untapped podcast if you enjoyed this episode then subscribe for free on your podcast app you can follow us on instagram at stem untapped if you know of a school or group of students who would like to interview female or non-binary role models do get in touch Likewise, if you know of anyone who would be a great role model, then let us know. Our details are all documented in the show notes.